Hello, everyone. This is Queen Mitchell, and I know it's been a while since I've been on the podcast. I've been dealing with uh, family issues. Uh, both my parents, one's in one state, one's in the state with me, and and both have health issues. My my uh, father's in another state, and so he's really been battling some things. Thank God he hasn't had the COVID. Uh, 19 virus. So I'm grateful of that, but he's been in the hospital about five times. And so I've been bouncing back and forth, trying to uh, make sure both my parents are okay. I've had several relatives who've come down with the virus and uh, people that I knew that I grew up with, older people to have passed away. And so um, it's been an adventure. But in all of that, I want to encourage you to hold on to your faith because God is faithful. My mother and I, every morning, get up and we quote the 23rd Psalms and a portion of Psalms 91. With long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. That's always her favorite. And then Psalms 118, I shall live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. He's chastised me, but he's not given me over unto death. So I want to encourage you to stay faithful, to, to stay hopeful in what you believe and know that God is faithful. There's been a lot of messages, a lot of things politically, even in the churches, just watching and and sometimes you can get caught up, you can get become fearful, you can become afraid. And I'm saying that because I've dealt with those emotions too, but I just want to let you know that in all of that, God is still faithful. And uh, the one in thing that I want to tackle is there have been comments made by certain religious leaders or even political people who are saying that uh, for those of you who are either elderly or have some kind of certain health conditions, or even if you don't, and if you're social distancing and if you're wearing the mask and you're wearing the gloves and the hand sanitizers, I hear, I've heard one pastor for the past couple of weeks on TV say, well, you're not in faith. The Apostle Paul tells us that um, we don't have our faith in what we have our faith in. There are some people who believe that they can go to church without a mask and they'll be okay and that God will protect them. That's where you're putting your faith. That's fine. But then there are other people who believe that if I do what the uh, scientists and the doctors say, if I social distancing, if I wear the mask, if I wear the gloves, I use hand sanitizer, I do all of these things, I'm going to be okay. You're still in faith. Don't let anybody tell you that you're not. Because your faith is the substance of the things that you hope for according to Hebrews 11 and 1. It's the evidence of the things not seen that you are believing for. It's not what someone else is believing for. I can't tell you how to have faith. In 1 Corinthians, Paul talks about how that some people believe that they can eat meat. Others believe that they can't. He said, let not the, let not the one who believes that he can eat, you know, condemn the one that believes that he can't. You have your faith your way. I have my faith my way. In Galatians, it says, faith without works is dead. Show me your faith by your works. Your works is you believe that you can go out there, you can do, you don't have to have 
That's your faith. Others believe that they wear a mask. They do those things. They social distance. They don't go certain places. They are still in faith. Let no one tell you that you're not. And for the record, I wear a mask. I work full-time in the health system and masks are required. If they weren't, I would wear them anyway because where I work, and especially on the floor that I work, we've had several cases of uh, young people coming in with the COVID virus. My faith is to wear that mask. My faith is to use the hand sanitizer. I wipe down the doors. I wipe down the desks. I wipe down the copiers, all of that stuff at work. As I manage that office, I wipe it down and I'm using gloves. And there's hand sanitizer everywhere. And there's masks everywhere, just like in my home because my mother lives with me and I don't, and another relative, and I don't want to take the chance on them getting ill nor do I want to take a chance on me getting ill. Because there have been times when several years ago, flu virus, stomach virus has gone through and I wasn't diligent in making sure things were wiped down and all of us got it. So my faith tells me not to be stupid and to do what the authorities say. I'm still believing God. Doesn't mean I'm not believing God. I am still believing God. I'm still hopeful, I'm still prayerful, and I'm in faith. I want to encourage you, when you look at Psalms, 23rd Psalms, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. The NIV version says, I like nothing. King James Version, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. That means he's giving me peace. He leads me besides the still waters, still in peace. He restores my soul. So he's given me all the provisions I need. He's restored my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness, of doing and being right for his name's sake. Let me just let you know that no matter what, in the days ahead, I know that the president, as of Friday, they announced it came down with the virus. He was put in the hospital. Don't let this stuff shake you. Hold on to your faith in God. God's got you. He's made. He's let you survive this. He's got you. There have been people on the news who have been in their 90s who have survived the virus and came out kicking. They will. There was a husband and wife, I believe, in either in Alabama or Tennessee, I'm not sure, a couple, and they were in their 80s. The husband ended up dying. The wife survived. And one or two of her kids came down with it. They survived. And the, the mom, when they interviewed her, she said, she had on her mask and everything. She said, I'm thankful for my kids for praying for me, for fighting. She said, I lost my husband. But he knew I loved him. We were together all the way through. She said, but my kids are fighters and I'm a fighter and I'm going to keep fighting. So I'm encouraging you. God is faithful. And I know there may be shortages everywhere. Don't let that shake you. I've said in other episodes that my grandpa Joe used to tell me that in my lifetime, I would see starvation in the land of plenty. And I've been seeing things in the past few years. And I have a friend uh, who does an amazing program. It's called Mississippi Coats for Kids. And uh, 
She's been going through the state of Mississippi to every school, no matter what color a child is, trying to ensure collecting funds all year long to make sure that those kids have coats and gloves and boots and whatever. She's even doing it for the senior citizens going to different places. And I, and I talked to her and I said, Linda, look, you know, you're going to have to do food ministry. She said, Wanda, I know. I said, you know, this thing's going to have to go nationwide before this. Is. She said, I know. I've got them calling from different states. One, I'm only one. And I've got my workers here. I said, you know what? I'm going to have to pray that God raise up people to go into the field and the harvest to carry this. This has got to go from state to state. So I'm telling you, do what you can for people. There are people in your neighborhood, seniors, children, adults, whoever it is, they need food. Make sure that if you've got something, do what you can. God will bless you for it. You don't have to be a big name person in the church or on TV. You don't have to go through your church. You do what you can. God will bless you. He will bring the provision. Some of you, I believe that he's waking up that vision in you. That's stern. Now he's waking it up. I need to do more in my community. It's, it's uh, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the animals parts of the earth. Start where you are in your Jerusalem. Do what you can there. And then Judea, Samaria, do what you can. You may not be a big time player to spread out all over a state. You can do what you can in your neighborhood. Partnership together with other people. A lot of kids are being homeschooled. Some of you are going to be able to help with that. They may need tutoring or if nothing else, provide food in the neighborhood for the kids. Do what you can. God will bless you. Like I said, we're talking about Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I like nothing. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. So even in the midst of this pandemic, he's restoring your soul, giving you hope. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Um, first Samuel and David went out on the battle, him and his men, after he had left Saul. And while he was out battling, they came and stole his wife and children. The men talked about stoning him and killing him because they blamed him. He was the leader. They were out doing things. And so even though they were trying to protect Israel, and the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. You have to encourage yourself. You're not going to always have somebody pat you on the back or somebody to talk. Encourage yourself. He will restore your soul. Back to Psalms 23. He leadeth in the path of righteousness, in the path of doing and being right, for his name's sake. Even though we walk, or the old King James says, yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It's a valley with the shadow of death. I will fear no evil because you are with me. I'm here to encourage you. Second Timothy 1 and 7. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, self-discipline and self-control. God's got you. He's got this nation. He's got cities and our governors and our leaders. Pray for them and keep moving. He's got us. Even though we're walking through what seems like the valley of the shadow of death, don't fear. And you have to quote these scriptures. I quote them to myself during the daytime. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod to protect me, your staff to guide me. Your rod and your staff, they guide me. You prepare a table before me in the presence 
of my enemies. So no matter who's trying to devise wicked, evil schemes against you, God is preparing a table before you to blessing the presence of your enemies. My cup overflowing. One translation says my brimming, flowing cup. It's constantly being renewed. It overflows. So I just want to encourage you to let you know that no matter what God is restoring us, he's giving us peace. He's providing for us. And I like to quote the Psalms from the beginning to end again so we can get to where we were. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Oh, I'm sorry. Before I get to the cup, you anoint my head with oil. So his anointing, his spirit is there. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, or truly, goodness and mercy, your goodness, your mercy, follow me. They surround me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in your presence in your house forever. So I want to encourage you. Repeat the songs. Memorize. Put it where you can see it. Let that be an encouragement to build your faith this day. You have the anointed God. It doesn't matter what you've done. I, I hear someone in my spirit saying, you don't know what I've done. It doesn't matter what you've done. He forgives you. All you got to ask. That's what the blood of Jesus is for. And he will give you a new life. You'll become a new creation in him. Your previous moral rectal state is gone. The fresh and new has come. That's an amplified version. I believe it's 1 Corinthians 5. You're a new creation in Christ. Just be encouraged and just repeat this prayer. Father God, forgive me of my sins. I sin and I ask your forgiveness and I receive it right now by faith in Jesus' name. I thank you for keeping me, leading me in the right direction. Holy Spirit, fill me with your spirit. And Father God, let your word be my guide. I thank you that you light my path with your word. In Jesus' name, I receive it by faith and I forgive myself. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to encourage you again, stay in faith, don't fear. And on Sundays at six o'clock, wherever you are around the world, take a moment, it's Central Standard Time for me, but wherever you are at six o'clock, take a moment and look up to heaven, say a prayer, worship, praise God, meditate. We have, we have people all over the world that are beginning to do this, uh, partnershiping with other people and we're just taking this time, all different types of faith, Catholic, Baptist, Methodist, Church of God in Christ, Assemblies of God, those who are in meditation, and whoever you are, look up toward heaven. Thank him. Thank God. If you don't believe in God, just look up toward the heavens and say thank you to the creator of the universe. For all is done and for his mercy and his grace in your life because you're still here. You're still breathing. You're still making it. 2020 has been an eye-opening year. 
God told me, uh, gave me a message early in the, in the year, in January, about 2020 being a year of clarity and insight. You're going to see people for who they really are. Situations and things for where they really are. It's up to you to accept faith by faith. St. John 8, Jesus said you would know the truth, and the truth that you know will set you free. You got to be willing to know it. You got to be willing to see it. You got to be willing to accept it. And then ask God what to do with it so that you can move on. You're blessed and highly favored by God. I want to encourage you to keep moving. This is Cree Mitchell saying, I love you. God loves you. And I'll see you soon.